Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy here with my buddies, Mike. Hi, everybody. Oh, my God, he's here. Back. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. Your son's been saying that to me. Hey, howdy, hi. You got to say, hey, howdy, hi. Yeah, he's a, he's got to be one of the bigger fans of our show. Yeah, he's pretty pumped that we're downstairs right now. Are you like Larry the Cable Guy? Like people just yell I, at Or David Gruber? People just yell at you? I think you? so. I've had that a no, couple public? times from some people. Like, oh, you got to say, hey, howdy, hi. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just talking to you about baseball. I don't need to say that right now. But it's okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've I've missed having you guys on and and doing the podcast, but I think it's hit Trenton the most every weekend since October. <laughs> He's like he has been calling for it. Is Mike and Pete coming over for the podcast? Well, I'm back. I'm out of hibernation. Um, I'm half grizzly bear. Most people don't know that. I sleep all winter, five months, and now I feel refreshed. Have you seen that Instagram or I don't know if it's whatever filter where it turns the your face into an actual grizzly bear no it sounds terrifying and a dad posted it with his like four-year-old son in the back and pretended like he was driving him home and the kid freaked out in the back oh i want to do that on my kids but they're too old now you're trying to terrorize not just the kids me yeah okay that is that is true so mike what you been up to um just you know live in life yeah yeah live in life and gaming quite a bit yeah that's my, that's my thing now. is that your yeah. new passion is that your problem that's, that's my thing that uh yeah your passion went from podcasting to like i just need to game that's what i got obsessed with is that yeah, why you have a controller in your hand right now and you're yeah. just off in the corner you guys wanna try why you put the psp down mike you guys want to try you to got beat, a problem you beat mega man mike this is actually an intervention <laughs> oh, for no. your playstation problem Actually, I, <laughs> actually, we need to go. We're still waiting to see the PS, the PS room. Oh, it's yeah. it's come true. a long ways. Pete just donated some games to it. It's some PS2 games. So yeah, I, I have a good amount. The just the PS2 <laughs> collections up to like 160. <laughs> that's a lot of games. Yeah, that's a good. It's a good amount. Like on a, like, how many have you actually played? Mm. Do you think? less than half i'd say or maybe half is your goal goal to play out play most of them just would, just to try them or i would just like to say to like, i've tried every game so do you I have own. a list of i know you have a big list of how many games you have but do you have an actual list of what games you've played like if it's bad or good no but i have thought you should about start doing a rating, that. like a rating system yeah that'd be great that's not a bad idea I could put it on the qtr site mike's yeah, I could mike, like build you mike a rates playstation games there i rate go. them anywhere from Worthy of earning a platinum trophy to last of us to never play it again. <laughs> oh, last yeah, of us would be, yeah. yeah. Well, you could have a couldn't you have like a ranking shelf system or something like that, and like have a shelf where like these are like the platinum ones, these are gold ones, top and then, shelf, bottom mm, shelf, kind of the thing. other one. You have like, a like toilet liquor. that like, that sounds like it'd be Fleischmann's very, on the bottom, and then that would be cool. It'd be much more complicated <laughs> than my current system of alphabetical order. Yeah, I like things in alphabetical order. When yeah. people, I had a DVD collection that was like, it had to be alphabetical. Uh, yeah, no. All right. So here's the thing. Like, are you, 
you all collected baseball, football, basketball cards, right? Yeah. I still have a box somewhere. Right. Of Did my you... OMTV wraps. So I th- Cabbage I feel like, patch. I feel like there was two camps about that. Mm-hmm. Like there was groups that sorted by team player. I had a friend that like sorted it by alphabetical order. Oh my gosh. Team then player. Wow. Hmm. I like that. Mine was definitely by team. <laughs> That's some sort of special. Did you do special. alphabetical? I don't think I did alphabet. I think I did by position. I think I did team and then position. Mine, then- mine are all like my brain loose in a box. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely have those too. Like they're all just randomly sitting just, there. And then I took the ones that I liked the most. It was probably more baseball than anything else. I had like football and, well, and basketball think, cards, but I spend more time on baseball because the season's so much longer. Yeah, I think if you go card collecting, I think baseball is the the gem of card collecting. Yeah, That's right. And that was my favorite sport when I was a kid. I'm looking at a David Ortiz Minnesota Twins card right now. Oh, a twin? Is he that looks, a rookie? He looks like half the man he is. Currently. That is half the man he is now. This was after his second year with the Twins. Wow. I forgot he How was How much did he weigh uh, his, his listed plane weight is 230. Ooh, 230? <laughs> Didn't he yeah. finish Didn't at like 330? He looks like a lean, mean uh, fighting machine. Who the heck is That looks like Orlando Arcia. <laughs> That's you know, crazy. You know, wasn't it nice? We gotta post this on our site because this is this. He doesn't look like Ortiz. Wasn't it nice of Minnesota though to give Boston David Ortiz, Kevin Garnett, and Randy Moss? <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and they won how many championships? Yeah, all all one race. Not Randy Moss, but anyway. Oh yeah, that's right. Randy Moss never did win. No, nope. no. Nope. That was the undefeated year. Yeah, you're right. No, well, he didn't win. He doesn't deserve it though, right? Nah, I don't, I don't mind Randy Moss. He's a good guy. Uh, I was terrified of him when he's on the Vikings. That's probably the most oh, yeah. feared guy I can think of. Like I, right. I was really scared of Robert Smith on those teams, though. When he had that, that breakaway speed and yeah, not as much as Moss just felt like every jump ball was going to be caught. Yeah, it was not fair. So you talked about platinum gaming. Mm-hmm. Can you explain that to people? So. That's for PlayStation games. Right. They have a trophy system. They add a platinum trophy, which is like the ultimate, I completed this game 100% and then some, where you have to earn every trophy possible and get a platinum. So it's basically if you're really obsessed with the game, like you love it so much, you just don't want to stop playing it, you can go for platinum. See, I'll admit I've, I'm obsessed with games, but I've, I haven't platinum a game yet. Which is kind of disappointing for myself. Based on my progress in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. Did you get I, past the intro? I have not gotten past the intro. <laughs> I do not have the stamina to do any game like that. Though, there is in my heyday, I probably could have done Madden. Madden, I could have played forever. I don't know. The sports games are hard because you got to do a lot of little things. I feel like yeah. it's a lot easier in like a Red Dead or like you just did Bioshock, right? Yeah, and, and Bioshock 2. You did both? Yeah. God, I got to catch up. But those are some of my favorite games. So can you walk me through a typical day, a typical well, gaming day? See, here's the thing. The, this is just the difference. You know, we've talked about it on here before. I don't watch a lot of TV and movies. It's not that I hate all TV and movies or anything or don't want to be a snob about it. I just, like, my preferred way to just, like, veg out after work and, like, just kill time, relax, is to play games over that. So that's why... And I have an obsessive personality, apparently. 
Well, right. I think it also helps that you work second shift. Yeah. Because then you have more time not with anybody around that you just like all right i'll just play some video games right? yeah i don't know I, I feel like if you if you if that's your advice and that's what you really want to do at that moment i feel like you can find time no matter what shift you work i mean there's worse there's worse addictions no it, i mean you think if you're just addicted to video games i, I don't mind i feel safe <laughs> that you're doing that like I, I i could probably spend this time that i use to binge watch netflix garbage yeah and that could be applied to like any type of gaming but i don't yeah it's just whatever your preferred way to just like just veg out is yeah like i have a bunch of crappy stuff for the what you watching lately we're gonna do later yeah yeah that's why i actually have some stuff for that which is because you did you have been watching some stuff whoa for real mike went to like all a bunch of new movies yeah oh you that's why he wasn't here a lot he was watching movies actually i think you and i could did you do some of the Oscar movies? I saw five of them. That's what I'm going to talk about. All right. Oh, well, I saw we'll quite it, a few we'll as hit well. That up later, I think. Did you see Uncut Gems? No, that's on my oh, list though. So I'll get around to it in the next six years. <laughs> <laughs> so, how many PlayStation games do you have? Um, PlayStation all all systems. All systems. Because I have PlayStation have- one, two, three, four, and PSP. It's like around three hundred now. Nice. Which isn't bad, considering it was like, you know, 50 games or whatever, like a year ago. I go to like uh, thrift stores and look for them for cheap. That's like half the fun of this. It's just like the hunt. Oh, yeah. And when you find decent games. Because there's a couple, there's a couple uh, what it, documentaries on Amazon, which are great, which yeah. guys just hunting to find and have full collections of like Nintendo, mm-hmm. which the Nintendo collection is like almost impossible to get because there's some games that are just aren't out there. Like I think it's like an Olympic games one. I can't remember what it's called, but there's like one game that only like 10 people have it. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's so uh, it's hard to get like full collections. I don't think you're going for that. Uh, maybe yeah, someday, it, but it's called Nintendo world championships. It's, they released a special cartridge that was for, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was for a competition. So that's worth like $10,000. Yeah. That game. Yeah. It's insane. So yeah, if you want a complete collection, you need that. So do you have like a library on your phone or something like that of all the games that you have? So you make sure you don't duplicate them? Yes. Have you ever, how many duplicates have you accidentally bought before you actually had that system? Uh, I still have, buy duplicates on accident occasionally. I think I donated one as a prize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. Still hanging up. What was this? Is that how I got my NBA 2K11 featuring Michael yeah, Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan on the cover. Enjoy that. But I'm not the only one who's into games. Oh, Pete's, yeah. Pete's Basement is being transformed. Transformed. So it went End from, uh, yeah, we, I first He's bought my ridiculed, house. mocked, teased. Yeah. I'm amazed at how many people are like mad at me for tearing down my well, seven-person bar. Whoa, <laughs> let's face it. If you go to, if you people are age and if you go to them and say you know what i'm going to destroy a gathering place for liquid courage beverages yeah in exchange for go ahead my nerd dungeon <laughs> it's my dungeon it's like my literal literal dungeon crawl for video games so yeah i'm i'm doing arcade classic arcades with uh, retro pies so I'm going to build them all myself. I'll have four different ones. So I'm going to have a Nintendo system, uh, stand-up arcades. So like your classic, mm-hmm. you sit on the bar stool. So I'll have a Nintendo one. I'll have Sega. And I think I'm going back and forth with the other two. 
So we'll figure that out. But it'll probably take me about a year, I think, to build all these and, and find all the buttons. And screens are probably the biggest thing that I have to find. But RetroPie, I don't know if anybody's heard of that. Look it up. It's it's really great if you have emulators and stuff. This is a lot of, stu- lot of technical jargon, I guess. But a lot of people out there know about emulators, I think. I would that, hope so. That kind of nerd out about retro games. But retro, retro, uh, Raspberry Pi, right? Raspberry Pi. Retro Pi. Retro Pi program it runs, yeah, on a Raspberry. It's Pi. really, it's really solid. So I have, like, I got it from a buddy. I got full collections of Nintendo and Sega and stuff like that. So um, I got that, and then the idea came up with doing these arcade boxes, and the bar was just sitting there, kind of empty. I haven't used it in a couple of years, which is sad. But you know, I quit drinking and. We hit it hard in our 20s. Yeah. I mean, we built the bar immediately when I bought the house. Yeah. And it when, got half built, and when, it's been half built since. So <laughs> when, when did we build that? And that was like 10 years ago. Oh. I would say around nine, I, nine years ago. I still remember going over there. Uh, yeah, Chris was there. Nick showed up. Maybe yeah. six years, seven years ago. Sorry, oh. Or eight years ago, sorry. Whatever, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, I remember doing all but. But yeah, some, some of the board, down. it was funny. Oh, yeah, you came for me. Yeah, the lacquer, yeah. But it was kind of funny, like, taking it apart. I mean, it was really easy to take apart, for one, but there was some writing underneath, like, just pizza orders and what we mm-hmm. wanted to order for pizza and just random, like, poop. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> what? Why were we writing, like, this uh, that stuff? Was just, that one was probably me. The more immature the stuff It was, like, written in crayon. <laughs> it was probably me. Yeah, probably. But yeah, no, I'm pretty excited. My son's really excited. Jameson's, like, thrilled. He can't wait. And uh, he wants to do a podcast and start all yeah. uh, start the QTR podcast nation with a retro gaming he, podcast. So he reminded me when I drove him home from basketball practice that my dad's going to finish the retro gaming <laughs> basement within within a couple weeks or a month or so. Yeah. Wait, okay. Yeah. He doesn't understand how yeah. I work. Uh-huh. Wait till he sees what the cost involved in doing this. Well, yeah, the cost is going to be. It, it shouldn't be too bad, really. If I do it right, it shouldn't be that bad. The buttons don't cost too much. It's a lot of the work inside doing the buttons and whatnot it's for those a, arcade It's systems. a matter of finding the time to yeah. do woodworking. Well, yeah, and build that too. But cabinets. also, like, my daughter came up with the idea of doing a Stranger Things Mario type of artwork, and she's mm-hmm. a really good artist, and um, we're kind of going to work together and actually painting our own stuff yeah. on the sides of them. So that's yeah. going to take a lot of time, too to develop that but i'm pretty excited i got some drawings already a demogorgon gorgon fire flower already drawn up and nice i'm pretty pretty thrilled at what we're doing when do we do the original retro pies and you and i did them first together it was uh it was right around christmas a few years back yeah right. we all built because we because we went through that idea and then um a friend of mine grass like mm-hmm. he has a he has the actual stand-up arcades in his basement he's probably got like 10 of these things like like NBA Jam and things like that. But when we started talking about this, I think he was the first one that was going to start doing it. And I think he looked at the templates online for, you could do, it's got to be like about a 24 inch like monitor. And like mm-hmm. he has them setting on a shelf, like a, a bar stools and then their shelf. And then they're just set up along the side. Like I think that he, bar top kind of ones. Yeah. But they're, yeah. they're pretty good size and they're full size, like whatever. Yeah, they're, nice. they're pretty big. And I haven't worked with them in a while. So I don't know if he actually like came to fruition, but he was one that actually had a lot of like the plans. So I mean, that's something I could reach out to him too. To sure. Yeah. If you ever, uh, if you ever got pictures from him, I'd be curious to see. He was, uh, he's one of our, 
well, he's your buddy, but one of our go-to guys for if you want a fun <laughs> Packer road trip weekend. He came on a few of those. Well, he was my boss at the time, and it was funny because he's like, what are you doing this weekend? We were doing the road trip to Canton, and somebody wasn't going. I think maybe Chris couldn't make it mm-hmm. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Chris and, couldn't make and it. And at yeah. the last minute, I'm like, yeah, we're running short. He's like, well, you mind if I come? And so that's why I text the group because I was like, I don't know. You're like, yeah, sure. Literally, it was what, like two in the afternoon. He literally called his wife. Hey, uh, I'm going to Canton. <laughs> he's like, you got the kids covered? And she's like, what? So he like, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll, if I, I'll probably show up or whatever. But he like 7 o'clock that night, he had his bags packed ready to go. So from like 3 p.m. to like 7 p.m., he was all on board. Love it. He said something on the Colts road trip, the Indianapolis road trip, that still makes me laugh. We're, uh, we're downtown, and these two people came by, and they were dressed head to toe, every possible Colts thing you could ever imagine, like pants, jacket, beads, yeah, glasses, like everything you could imagine. And they're, we're all waiting across the street, and they're standing next to us. And he just looked over at him. He goes, hey, uh, are you guys Colts fans? <laughs> but it's like as like stone faced yeah. as possible like, yeah. <laughs> they, they, they didn't even respond <laughs> i love that yeah it's fantastic that's great still makes me laugh like 10 years later yeah but yeah i'm pretty excited about it you know i got a lot of ideas we'll see if they happen but for sure the arcade uh arcades are gonna happen it's gonna be pretty cool so you're actually gonna try to find like crt monitors or are you gonna try no, to do the, uh, I like think- the lcd I think I'm just going to go LCD because the CRTs are pretty expensive. So <laughs> yeah, that was one but thing. They, the the RetroPie works pretty well on those the LCDs, so I'm not too worried about it. That was one thing that Mike was like ahead of his time, Grass, because he was he just started collecting people's stuff when people were throwing away their old TVs yeah. and stuff like that. You he, can't he, find them anymore. Yeah, he had a, he has a whole like from I remember like, probably like six or seven of them just like stashed away in his basement. That's great because those screens are really nice yep. for anything. I mean, I still have, I, I think I showed both of you guys, but I still have my my parents' Amiga, yeah, computer, <laughs> Commodore sixty four, and I even have, uh, yeah, Commodore, Commodore sixty four, and an Amiga three thousand, whatever. But I, I booted it up, and the thing still works. The floppies <laughs> still work somehow. I have no clue, but my son Jameson was geeking out over it, and just it was just fun, you know reminiscing about those well, times but those shooting games that, i can't believe that them. monitor still works yeah like, that's like, just amazing like the shooting games you have to have them like if you actually have like the oh right yeah, yeah. And stuff like, like the that, duck hunt and stuff yeah well, well that's some of the fun of this too is like the fact that your son is getting into this oh, and like yeah. your nephew too wanted retro yep. games so yeah that's the thing my nephew i'm my nephew's uh, what do you just turn eight i think correct eight there we go <laughs> same age as his daughter so my nephew he, and he asked me he said you can you make me one of these so i made him one of the, the retro pies but my sister wants one so i gave her my old one so mm-hmm. she has one my niece plays on the old retro nintendo you could buy the small nintendo system now so she plays on that my other nephew wants to do the same thing he wants one for his birthday so like everybody wants to do this it's kind of it's kind of fun all the kids because i remember when i put all my systems up finally and i think that was the biggest hit that Trenton had when his friends came over and like JMO because I don't know if it's just the the games can be complex or whatever else just how hard they get but as far as your mental capacity trying to figure out which buttons to press when when you only have like the two or whatever else I think it's much easier for them to pick up yeah but I also think it's like still a challenge like those games they're just different like they were easy to learn but they were a challenge like bubble bobble 
I think of playing that, like I what's we gotta play that. Like I wanna <laughs> we'll play beat, we'll we gotta beat that, beat that yeah. game. But <laughs> like playing that game, it's 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 easy and then it gets harder and harder and harder. Like that's what I love about those games is like it's easy to learn, but then it gets difficult as you move on. Like Mario, it get, it's it's a very difficult game. And that's the thing is like these games have endings. And you can like I beat Aladdin in like an hour, <laughs> yeah. But it was great trying to beat it and being in the genie land, and it was impossible to beat, you know. But that's that's why I love those games because now you play a game and you're trying to platinum a game, <laughs> yeah. and you probably spent ninety hours on that game. It depends on the depends. Game. On Bioshock the game. didn't take it. like God, Red, God, Red, Do- Red Dead God of War. Like those ones take forever. God of War to platinum probably yeah, took like a huge time commitment. But yeah, it's it's just some some kind of like relieving effect that there's no DLCs, there's no there's nothing like that. You can't buy anything extra on it. Mm. It's just Mario. There's eight eight worlds and you're done. That's what I like about those games. They have an ending. I don't know. I guess I'm surprised uh, kids are latching onto them because you. Like you would think it would just seem too outdated, but I think some of it is that retro gaming's kind of become its own like style and genre. There's stuff like Shovel Knight games that become oh God, that wildly popular and they're like 8-bit or 16-bit. So maybe the kids like yeah. picking up on that. Plus the fact that like, I know your son said he had played Breath of the Wild Zelda and then he wanted to go back and play the very first one just because then he looked up Zelda like online and well, was like... I want to see the first one. Well, like he beat Breath of the Wild. Now he's playing Breath of the Wild again. He has to beat it with a certain suit. So it's like he's just got that addiction. But that obsessive personality. Yeah. Well, sorry, Pete. Your son's going to grow up to be me. <laughs> That's not bad. Well, I don't know. <laughs> not necessarily good either. No. I'm just kidding. Let's switch gears a little bit and go into the this historic Bucks season. I know a lot of people didn't think with some of the roster moves that they wouldn't be have have quite as good a season. I think we didn't necessarily agree with that, but I think a lot of talking heads around the NBA kind of <laughs> wondered what was going to happen to this Bucks team. It I seemed to be on paper looking a little bit less than the team of a year ago. I think they're still thinking that. Which is crazy to me because I don't know if you guys know this, but the Bucks clinched a playoff berth in February. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is crazy. And which has never been done before. I mean, like earlier than any other team really ever, right? In history. Mm-hmm. So I thought the Bucks would still be good. I didn't expect 70 wins potentially no. good. No. Yeah. And, and and like the run they're on right now, like I I thought after the All-Star break it was going to get tough. Well, they just beat Oklahoma City by what, 50? Yeah, without Middleton. Without Middleton. Yeah. That's just ridiculous. I think what's interesting is I, I think we, at least I know I did, I, I valued the addition of veteran presence but i'm not no. sure i expected to have this much of an impact but I, I i personally didn't think about or or anticipate and i know the talking pundits probably didn't of how many of those veterans actually elevated their own game mm-hmm. from one year to the next like middleton's taking his game to a whole different level like Giannis is on a different level but i think even brooke lopez is on a different level playing robin's playing out of his mind yeah, that's the thing. We lost Brogdon, and everyone was so focused on that. But we brought in Wesley Matthews, Robin Lopez, Kyle Korver. We brought in guys, veteran, solid NBA players. So Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams. You now can't too. deny that. That yeah. is a great, great waiver pickup. Hundred percent. The thing is about this Bucks team too is they're just they just have so many quality players. They're the deepest team in the league. They have oh, the God. best player and they're the deepest team because you just go up and down the list and 
all these guys who can contribute. Just got chills. <laughs> and it's not because mm-hmm. it's the cold. This buck, mm-hmm. I, I get chills when I talk about this Bucks team. It's Ooh, great. We've never seen anything like this before. This is all new to... Well, first of all, you'd never anticipate like a, a stretch four like that with Martin Williams coming available and then having him wanting to come to Milwaukee. And he's such a good locker room guy, too. He's a great veteran to have. He's like a George Hill yeah. where he's just not no nonsense. He's going to do his job, not going to complain. Remember and he's when, great. He's really good defensively. Remember when we almost uh, drafted him, number yeah. one overall? Yeah. It's pretty amazing how the world comes back around, yeah. Yeah. But, no, I, I think what bothers me is every time I go on ESPN, it's, well, when the playoffs come, is mm-hmm. this going to be the real Bucks? I mean, how many times do they have to beat a team by 30, 50, 20? But there's some, and it's a good team. There's some truth to that a little bit. I get it, but I, I don't know because I know that NBA's regular season is what it is. But they're doing something that hasn't been done ever. That's yeah. point differential-wise, everything. They're just on a different level, and they don't get the respect. I get it because they haven't done it in the playoffs. But – why can't you just give them props once in a while? Every single time it's Harden's coming back at Giannis saying you're not the best player. Because they're not on the coast. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. But I just, come on. Let's just, at one article, can we yeah. have one article about yeah. the Bucks being good? When they get to a point they're this dominant, you think they would be getting talked about a little more. It's still like, yeah, we'll see with the playoffs. I mean, you, let's put it this way. Are you guys, like the first matchup's going to be what, Brooklyn Orlando, yeah. depending on see what happens, and that's just going to be a, a four and none. Mm-hmm. But as we get later on, the coaching, like Nick Nurse and, and Toronto, and what's his face in Boston, yeah, Brad Stevens, like they're very intelligent coaches. And in and what in the past we've seen is they've been able to adjust, and Bud kind of lacks a little bit in game adjusting, and even throughout the series, I'm a little bit concerned still that we aren't seeing or what will happen when the wall or what will Giannis do when these teams are going to be smart enough to be able to shut that yeah. portion of down are the other yep. two people going to show up and we trusted a lot in Miritich last year which was a mistake and I think this is a completely different team we have a lot a lot of other people who can stand up and, and rise to the occasion I think Middleton's on a different level um like Brooks shootings down but I still think he's taking himself to another level we have other options that can kind of help take the beating Robin's been huge and I'm taking some of the stuff from our like rankings so I was going to talk about later. I think we do could have it, but I think that's kind of the uncertainty I think the pundits are having. And even as a Bucks fan, deep down, there is still a little bit of a concern. Like, can this team take care of another team that sees them for seven straight games? But that's the thing. You can't you, – you kind of – everybody washes over Middleton like he's this second-tier guy, like he's not nothing. He's doing something that, he, that Curry did on his unanimous MVP year. Yeah. With his numbers. It's insane what he's doing. When Giannis doesn't play, he scores 40. Like, the guy is always there when you need him to be there. He's the one who takes the biggest shot. And I, So that's what frustrates me is he doesn't get the respect he needs. Yeah. Can I give you a fun fact about Middleton? Oh, what's that? He's, he's in seventh place in votes for MVP. Oh. And, I'll uh, hang up and listen. <laughs> you know, you're talking about what's going to happen in the playoffs. I thought uh, the Bucks just played at Toronto. And that was a game where the fans were into it. It kind of had a playoff-like feel. Like, obviously, Toronto still wanted to prove that they're the defending champs and they're not going to be an easy out. I mean, they're the two seed. But that game, they were doing the wall. Giannis had, like, 19 points, but he had 19 rebounds. 
and Middleton was so clutch in that game. He had oh, a yeah. few just huge shots, and the Bucks won comfortably. I know the playoffs are going to be different, but I do feel like if that was last year, I don't know if the Bucks hold off the Raptors right. in Toronto, but it just felt like we're a different team. Yeah, even though it was a regular season and Gasol was out, but Gasol's been out for like a month, and I don't know yeah. if he would have made a big difference in that game, but that's true. Like, like the Bucks weathered the storm of being away in mm-hmm. a tough environment against a team that really wants it. They weathered the storm. They went on a 42-20 to 20 run from the second and third quarter, mm-hmm. closed the gap and some, and they ended up winning by 11. So uh, away. And they didn't get any respect from that game. That's no. what pisses me off so much. Like, they got no respect, honestly. I prefer it that way, to be honest. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm fine okay with, with that, it. too. This is going to be a team that's going to be one of the greatest teams ever, but have that underdog feel, which is frustrating, but I, I don't mind it. We too. get no respect. You know what they should call our team? The Milwaukee Rodney Dangerfields. No respect here. No respect. You like that one? <laughs> I'm back, good. guys. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> the Milwaukee Dangerfields. I have a couple stats okay. that just show how impressive the Bucks have been. After today, they won against uh, Charlotte. Look at you, Captain Clutch, with some stats. Yeah. Continue. After today, when they didn't score 100 points. They didn't score. That uh, streak is over. like 80-something. Yeah. But Giannis still had, what, 40? He had yeah. 40, 20, and 5 in 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, too. The, the numbers <laughs> per <laughs> minute insane. are insane. What was it? Not this this past game, but the one before that, he had, what, 30-some points in under 30 minutes. That happened for the ninth straight time. That's never, I don't, what, yeah. It's never been done. It's insane. The, but continue. Sorry. The game, against, yeah, the game yeah. against Oklahoma City, uh, Giannis had... Uh, he didn't, 22 points at yeah. halftime or something yep. in like 17 minutes. Yeah. Uh, the Bucks though, today was the 27th time they've held a team under 40% shooting. All all wins, 27 and 0. Wow. They're 35 and 1 against teams under 500. Only team all year that's under 500 that beat them was San Antonio in San Antonio. 30, that was a back-to-back. <laughs> home and away. Yeah. Right. When you talk about beating the teams you're supposed to beat, 35 and 1 against <laughs> with a, a bad team. With they a, just it's impressive. Freaking sludgehammer. They just never lose. And they've had 14 games this year where they haven't trailed. They've just jumped 14 out. Games. 14 games. Haven't where, trailed from tip. From tip. They they jumped That's out impressive. to a lead and coasted to victory Jesus. without the other team ever taking the lead. That's amazing. That's well, yeah, a you good hear stat. This, you hear the story about Marvin Williams when he came into and they asked him, did he feel like he needed to take his game to another level when he, had, when he came into Milwaukee? And he just started laughing in the middle of the interview. Saying this is the most relaxed team he's ever yeah. been a part of. He's yeah, like, he, he said he laughed. He's like, this is nothing what I anticipated coming coming into. I mean, you could take that both ways. Like you could say, are they not ready for what they're about to embark on? But I think after last year, I'm interested to see if like when if they have a bad series or whatever else if this changes. But I think just the relaxed vibe, the the constant clips you're seeing of the of the WrestleMania stuff they do at the beginning is hilarious. <laughs> I like how Rabin Lopez is always the He's always like the heel. He's the guy they always beat up. <laughs> it's impressive. He plays it so well. Yeah. I think that he, that's the role he was just but born to play. that stuff is getting into the other team's heads too. Like Drake came with belts and you're not going to do this to our mascot. Mm-hmm. And then Robin Lopez before the game. But yeah, that whole interview with him, he's like, he's like, it's like no business here. Like they just have a lot of fun. But then when it comes to game time, they just play really good. Yeah, like it's, it's like, you know what you so need to do. so fun to be around. But that's a, that's what I love to hear is like it's so fun to be around. It's so fun to be in Milwaukee right now. Yeah. Therefore, when people say Giannis is leaving, I I'm like no, you I don't, don't want to talk pay, about that. But, but you yeah. don't even pay attention to the Bucks. 
nobody watched like we we were we went for our our long walk we're doing a steps challenge yeah but we were kind of talking about you guys it. went in together without me yeah mm-hmm. sorry we, i posted about it in chat yeah, uh, i tagged i tagged i'm every, at church probably you want in you're down like twenty thousand well, steps already in the in the main chat i tagged everybody asking who was in like a week or two ago so yeah. stop you, going to church you've been warned <laughs> But uh, we were talking about... Um, is this like our bike thing from summer? Yeah. Where, <laughs> Andy saw me in action at how, me getting steps. Uh, he, where, I, where Mike would get steps slash jog and I was on a bike. Yeah. Because that's like, how I roll. It was like punch out. You were my trainer and I was just running behind you. By running, I probably mean walking fast. But sorry, Pete, to derail your train of thought. Yeah. You, you, <laughs> derailed, try, try you, to bring, it, you try to bring it back. You derailed it so much, <laughs> I have no clue what I was talking about. You run your walk and you guys are talking. Yeah, what were about the bucks? What was it, Mike? Um, oh my gosh! I seriously lost my train of thought. See, that's why you need three of us there. Yeah. I walked too. I was outside way too much today. Yeah. We should get like uh the head, so much. We get the head practice. mics. I got eighteen thousand steps. We get the head mics and we could do a podcast on the road while oh, we're walking. That'd sound great. All you do is be like <laughs> heavy breathing. <laughs> the, the bucks, cars going by. Yeah, what were we saying? What were we saying? You can't run it back because I don't even I didn't even say anything yet. I was right on the cusp of it and then Andy's like, hey, all, all this is steps. all this is being kept in, just so you guys know. No, that's fine. Hold on, hold on. We got come this. On. We got come on, this. Brain. Come on, brain. <laughs> you've done you've done no damage to your brain, Mike. <laughs> no. You got it. You got it. Come, come on. on. Come on, brain. Think. We were talking about Bugs. it and then we were like, wait, we can't talk about this. Grass. Well, if you didn't talk about this. No, what were you we talking started about? to talk about it. No respect. Yeah, we Giannis leaving. Giannis we leaving. Giannis leaving. I like how I, like how I said saying, it, but he's pointing at Mike like Mike thought. Yeah, yeah. No, you. I get it. I get it. A, I wasn't there. But you had you said something. You wanted to leave it for the podcast. I do remember that. Giannis about Giannis leaving. We were walking by the post. You said office. you have some big news. Well, I've seen multiple, seen multiple sites already trying to like stir up controversy. What? What are you talking about? Like the whole move for Golden State to get yeah. Wiggins that whole right. up? So yes. yeah, it's That's like ridiculous. I was basically saying how fun this has, this team has, and based off of people wanting to come Milwaukee, you know, why would why would Giannis leave? So, but but yeah, I get it. Like you're seeing all these kind of moves being done. Well, there, there's a weird clip where he's talking about like joining a brother or something like that in L.A. Yeah. or Milwaukee or wherever it may be. Yeah. But I, I, the one that bothered me the most was that whole joke where like. Golden State's playing that 3D level chess where they got Wiggins as a potential, and then the two number one picks that it, it come, when Giannis's deal comes through, if they don't think they can extend them, that would be the best offer. I'm like, what's Mock gonna do with two ones and the freaking Wiggins? Yeah, the, that's the one that got me most upset. Is I'm now acting like it was all some yeah big plan to get Giannis. That like, oh, they're gonna yeah, Wiggins is gonna be just what we need. To replay, we'll lose Giannis, but we'll get Wiggins, you guys. And I mean, I, I like I like the trade for them for like the number ones, Wiggins, and and dealing D'Angelo Russell. I think that was phenomenal flip for them. But there's no way they can think that far. Giannis isn't getting to his free agency year. Let's just admit he's not going to next into next season without a contract. I there's sure no that. way that's he can get the. It's going to be a huge distraction if they don't get something done. Oh yeah, but if they win it, let's say they win it, they win a championship. It's not. He's gonna get signed. It's not gonna happen, right? Or is he gonna pull a Kawhi? We don't need to talk leaves? about it. Kawhi's a Kawhi. Kawhi's a jerk. I think Giannis is. 
is unique. Kawhi in, had a Kawhi had a secret AAU connection that he wanted to get to. I think <laughs> everything about Kawhi was a secret. Nobody, oh, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody knew, knew what the hell he was talking about. Uh, I think with Giannis, it's a unique situation. The fact that he's from another country, like we've never had this level of superstar really from another country, where he doesn't have the same ties to AAU or college or that where like the best player in the world, like what's he going to do? I think he is someone who's kind of like private and doesn't really like being in the spotlight off the court very much. Yeah. I don't think he has some huge desire. Like I got to get out of Milwaukee. I got to get out of Milwaukee. And in a lot of ways it's like, that's his home. Milwaukee's done nothing bad to him. So yeah. I feel like right. everything we've done for him has been great. Yeah. So I, I, even getting the team around him, getting coach bud, it's, it's been like, he was mad about, uh, about kid leaving. But getting Coach Bud was a was a godsend. For he, he wasn't mad about averaging sixty five wins a year with Coach yeah, Bud, right? right. <laughs> well, so. the, well, the devil the devil's advocate for that Wiggins deal is if they are gearing up for these picks and Wiggins contract, who like in two years or whatever that is, what free agents are they even going to be able to go get? Like coming due, I guess Kawhi would be available potentially. Then George, I guess, but I don't mm-hmm. think either one of them are going to go to Golden State. Um, Durant's not going back. Yeah, LeBron would could be a free agent then. I doubt a, he'd go to it, Golden State. It's a lot of like older guy after Kawhi and Paul George. It's guys like Kyle Lowry and mm-hmm. like these older veteran guys. That it's gonna take a couple of years for younger guys, the younger superstars, to be on the market. Like I guess that's the point. Like, all that if stuff. they do have all this capital, what are they going to do with it? Like Giannis would be the only one. That, I guess that's the devil's advocate. Why people think potentially like that could be the but deal that that you have to do that as a team, not having Giannis. You have to do whatever you can to hopefully sway it that way. But I think yeah. our our organization horse. Yeah, they don't want to be the Knicks. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're trying to get all that draft capital or whatever oh, else, God, and then nobody goes. No, nobody <laughs> wants to go to New York. It's a disaster there. But yeah, you know I just, something's wrong when like people would prefer to go to Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah I I just think they've built that stadium. They have to do whatever they can to get another superstar in there because it's not there's nothing's going to happen with Clay and and Curry. They're, they're great players. I just don't think they're. I think you need somebody else with that team because that team is much older now. So yeah, they, it's going to be tough for them to come back from what happened. And even when they won with Clay before Durant, they had Harrison Barnes. Yeah, Igudala. They were younger. There, yeah, just complete. They were a different team. Yeah, they're. I mean, Curry's in his early 30s now. You know? And his ankles aren't getting better. Yeah, he might be just, he's still amazing, oh, he, yeah. but he might be. He's going to turn into Dell, like, just yeah, spot shooting. A different phase of his career close to it. He yeah. might just be moving on to not quite MVP. All right, so let's wrap up this Bucks talk with ranking the Bucks roster 1 to 12. So I posted this on Facebook and it got huge results. Mm-hmm. Now I'll go over I have a one. question why we only go, let why me, we, wait, why let we, me go over why the Facebook we stop at 12, results. But go ahead. Let me go over the Facebook book results. Uh, I don't I didn't get any. Oh, okay. I got one like by our best fan. Facebook's terrible. Well, we can do Instagram's where it's at. I don't know how to I Inst- had originally just I don't know how to hit Instagram or Facebook and <laughs> we don't know how to do social media. <laughs> I only work for communications at my, you can do seven, my job. We can do all 17. I had originally said like 17. Tw- just throwing out. I, like well, we can a, do 17. I know what the last two are. Yeah. They can be They can be A and B. What just happened? That was uh, my pacemaker. <laughs> Getting too excited. <laughs> it was operation. <laughs> that too. It was oper- Andy's doing heart surgery. It was operation. He was pulling out the funny bone. Oh, I want to rank Frank Mason. 
Frank Mason and uh, I have his name written down. (laughs) I won't spoil. Yeah, so did you take out the you take out the wishbone now? You know which ones are always tough is the (laughs) butterflies in his tummy. (laughs) (laughs) Can we have a Giannis one of those? That'd be fun. Oh, what would Giannis have? Or who's the most hurt player on the Packers? That'd be great. Um, Brian Bulaga, Operation Bulaga. He's not coming out of the podcast now. Thanks. I don't think he ever was. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. I love Bulaga, though. I hope they bring him back. Anyway, no Packer talk. Byron Bulaga. Byron Bulaga. Iowa. <laughs> Somebody made a video. Iowa. It's just, it's yeah. just a montage of him. He just, says it the same way. Iowa. Iowa. Byron Bulaga. Iowa. All right, let's do this. They have a different kind of accent, that's for sure. All right, so ranking the Bucks roster. A couple friends of ours who are... More casual fans were asking our opinion about ranking the Bucks roster top to bottom just so they could maybe have a better feel for like especially the guys further down the roster. They want cooler talk at work or what? I think so. And it's such a crazy So this season, Bucks team, so. it's it's best Bucks team in franchise history. Tell me more about it. You, tell me who their 17th best player is. You know, they're really going to hate when it's all the same for all of us. Well, that's why I'm curious. So are we only I doing, don't know. Are we only doing the 12? I don't think it is. I think we're good. Okay. We'll do all 17. All 17. All right. Well, Are we going backwards? No, we got, We have to start at the top right. because I think there's no debate, obviously, at the top. If you don't have Giannis one. Frank Mason the third. I have 15. Number one. I have 15. You have 15? Yeah. Okay. Frank Mason the third, number one. I have some notes on him. He's on my sheet. I won't tell you what my notes are. What about Cam? What about Reynolds? I have him on my list too. All I right. will, so you have all seventeen. I'll spoil this. They're next to each other in the rankings. All right. So seventeen or sixteen A, sixteen B. Uh huh. All right. Well, no, I have a reason for putting one. No, there, it's, so. fine. it's fine. So Giannis, number one, obviously. Obviously, is, yeah. Okay. If you didn't put him number one, you're off the podcast. The only <laughs> question I have about I have a question to pose to you guys. He's currently the favorite for MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. Which would be the first time since... I have also a question to ask. Olajuwon? He's listed at 6'11". Who here thinks he's only 6'11"? He's 7'. Uh, no, it's, they have true heights now. You can't fake it anymore. I don't Starting this year. No, literally. I no. don't believe it. Okay. There's until a you, until you, there's a picture of you Does with Adam, a yardstick. Does Adam Silver send someone from the league office with a tape measure and say, get over no, here? No, you can't shoes have... off. Yeah, yeah. you got to have shoes off. Yeah, yeah the footballs are regulated too, so that's cool. They, I like it. Good. A lot of guys, some guys changed height big time. It's yeah. funny. Anyway, yeah, go sorry. Go well, ahead. MVP, defensive player of the year, front runners. Do you guys think he wins both? I think would he you, should. Would you be surprised if he didn't win both? Is it is it no. the most likely outcome? No. I wouldn't be surprised. You still have Gobert. You still have these awesome defensive players. I don't think I'd yeah, be surprised. Right. I think he deserves it. It's probably. And go- if he did it, he would be with Jordan and Olajuwon, the only two that have ever done that in the same year, yeah, right? It's crazy territory. So that would be, yeah, epic think, territory. Yeah, Gobert won it the last two years. Yes. And then Ben Simmons is the other guy who's probably in the mix for it. Probably. MVP seems to be, it's like Giannis I and then LeBron. Like it has I don't to even be. think LeBron's close to Giannis, though. But yeah, no. that's probably it. Just considering the Lakers have the second best record and LeBron leads the league in assists. But. And Houston being like, what, six or four seed or something? So... The only thing I think can think of that maybe would hurt Giannis is so the Bucks net rating, how much are scoring teams by? Without Giannis, they're still plus six, which would make them the sixth best team in the league. I saw that stat. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a good stat. Yeah. 
I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Like this team without Giannis is still a really good team. Yeah. So I know if uh, so. Let's him on the court and off the court, right? Um, I, I guess I thought that was games he had set out. Oh, I think they, there was an on the court, off the court, similar to that. Yeah. Though. So for this that a, one, this is a really be... pretty solid defensive team all around. So oh, I God, mean, yeah. If you look up defensive win share of players in the NBA, it's like Giannis one, Middleton two, Bledsoe's like top ten, mm-hmm. Brook Lopez Brooke is up Lopez, there, yeah. Divincenzo. They're all like, like top. All defensive team, you could just pick the Bucks starters. Yeah. Um, I guess to keep this from taking four hours, I'll try to speed along. Yeah. Middleton, okay. Middleton's number two, obviously. We already talked a little about him. 50, 40, 90. Hitting clutch shots. Number I agree two. with that. I no. concur. Does everybody Do, have... So are we going through our own, all of ours? Because... I kind of have a different ranking system. I kind of built a system. So okay, oh do you, my, oh do you disagree so far with anything? Well, I just want to say number one and two. I know, yeah, I know you're gonna freak out, Giannis. But I built I built my rankings off mm-hmm. of offensive rating, defensive rating, VORP, which is value mm-hmm. over over replacement player per, which is a good set. So those are my four stats. Okay. So I did that and I came up with the point system. Giannis had 57 points. Blood uh, Middleton had 52. Do you have a full time job? No. Just curious. Don't want to so talk then, about it. So basically, but off my eye test. My ranking was me and a coworker had a, a heated <laughs> debate and we made it on a whiteboard. There you go. So off, but off my but eye test. Ours is based on importance of the team. Is that what, yeah. is that what you did yours? Yeah. yeah kind of well, I kind of did that too, to but I, I feel is like. Is Pete trying to get a job for a club? No. Like the guy from I Moneyball? just wanted to make sure I did it right. So. I off my eye test, I almost put Middleton. Like close. his own opinion wasn't just good enough as it is. Keep, he's just gonna keep dropping <laughs> it on me because he doesn't want me to hear that, that. That I almost put Middleton number one over because I feel like Middleton's so much more valuable. Your system's terrible. If later later was in one. games, I feel like he's a big shot guy. I feel like he's been so huge this year that without. So if you if you take Middleton out of this Bucks team, I don't think they're as good as they are. If you know what I mean, but I, you're right. The second, but I think, oh. no, the, second, no, no, no. the second superstar on the team. But I'd feel like if you take Giannis, good, I yep. feel like it's kind of similar. So it kind of go back and forth. But I feel like Middleton's very important. I don't think you can take that away. Yeah, I feel is. like it's almost one A. Do you want to turn off his mic now, Mike, or do you want me to do it? I think, but that's my, but off my stat portion. Yeah, Giannis is slightly better than Middleton. He's not like he's above and beyond better. But defensively, Giannis is way better than Middleton. Off the stats, so I just want to get say what that. you're saying. It's just I think the idea that Middleton is one B to Giannis is is insanity. Yes, I, insanity. I know, okay. It's insanity. Giannis is I, the I best just, player in the world. I know. And and right. I just wanted to try to all star. I wanted to get some kind of conversation going. Maybe he's not in the same. <laughs> it's okay. Team. All right. Giannis I do have Giannis. In, Giannis, Giannis is, is number in, one. Uh, on my can list. I ask you a question? Giannis is number one. If you take those amazing Bulls teams, do you say Scottie Pippen's one B? That's a good point. I I don't have the stats on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your what is your what's your, what's your what's warp your, on Michael Jordan? What does your warp say about Scottie Pippen? Uh, That's a good comparison. But Scott, no, I just Scottie Pippen's a very nice player, but Michael Jordan is freaking Michael Jordan. I know. Giannis is about to win back to back MVPs. I get it. Win seventy games. But if you want to, if you need a big three, you're not going to give the ball to Giannis. No, no, that's just different. Skill I guess set. technically you wouldn't give it to Jordan either. Yeah, he was in a great three-point shooter. Skill set. 
But no, I have Giannis number one, Middleton two. Okay. I just had to write. Who do you have? Get a rise. Who do you have number? Cash Middleton, baby. Who do you have number three? Pat Connaughton. (laughs) Based on your warp rankings. What's his warp? No. Me, I have Bledsoe. Okay, I have Bledsoe as well. I have Bledsoe for sure. Andy Bledsoe. Yep. Yeah. Not not much debate there. Defensive first first team. Very good. First team all defensive NBA last year. This is where it gets interesting. All right. Who you got at four, Andy? So, based on like the value to this team and what he brings to the team itself, this was probably the hardest ranking. The next three were really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I had, I kept toying around the names like Brooke Lopez, Hill, but I landed on Brooke. Okay. I also have Brooke four. All right. Uh, I have a tie. Okay. Brooke and Hill. Okay. That's kind of how I had to go about it. I, I, Which is pretty I, amazing I, that your six-man guard is your fourth best on the team. But off my eye test, really, I, I think I actually have Brook three. I think he has more value over Bledsoe, especially inside. I think you yeah. can't drive to the hole and do a lot with with Brook Lopez in the middle. When so, But off of basing off a of stat and eye for me, I have Burke at, at actually five. But... I think Hill has so much more value to this team than anybody ever can think, the way he shoots the three, and he's just yeah. so calm under fire. Like, when it gets close in the end, there's a lot of times it's Hill on that Bledsoe. So. Yeah, I'd say the biggest uh, thing Brooke brings to the team is you can have either Giannis or Brooke out there at all times as a rim protector, and you basically you're never the paint's without yeah, a, like a top-notch rim defender. So that's why I put him. His three-point shooting's down, so that's a knock on him. Yeah, definitely. So then five is either Hill or... It's either Hill or Brooke, huh? For you, it's... I have George Hill five. George Hill five. I do as well. Okay. So I have him at four. It's it's close. I think it's really close, though, between those two. Yeah. I think, like you said, his three-point shooting has been so good that it's hard to not... And he, he basically... I think in crunch time, he's more likely to play than anybody else on the list. I think the five guys we just named is probably a more ideal end-of-the-game lineup. Yep. Anybody else, like, super interested to see what kind of Bledsoe we're going to get this playoff run yeah, versus last year where he disappeared? Well, no, he disappeared in, in the last three games. Oh, the, the most important part of it. I know, but I'm and saying he, in the playoffs he didn't disappear. He played very well. But he had a lot of de- – defensively, I think yeah. he still played well in those games. He didn't score well and That's, had more turnovers. It is but a legit- he did def- I think legitimately it's tough for him to do both. Yeah. I, it's a fair point. He did struggle uh, the playoffs before that too where he was trash-talking Terry Rozier and then really getting outplayed by him. That's Bledsoe's biggest concern is playoffs. So who do you have six? Uh, number six was tough. Um I have it between two players. Again, it's I think it's a lot closer. But and I don't know why he hasn't been playing lately, but I have Ursan Ilosova as number six. I think what he does defensively and the random scoring and I think he's very slick in the paint. I think he's he's very valuable when Giannis is Giannis comes out, he can play big, he can play small. Um, but defensively I think he makes a big difference out there. Can I say what I have Ursan at? Yeah. Or is that too yeah. big of a punchline? No. I'll oh, say so what oh, you've ever sent it. I've ever sent it 12. Oh, all right. 
I think recently though, I don't know why he's not playing. I think Marvin Williams is playing over him. Yeah, to be a, honest. So that's why, like, I, we have Marvin ranked where I have him ranked. Like he didn't he's play. essentially walked into this Bugs team and immediately removed yeah. Ursan out so, of yeah. his rotation. Recency bias, I think Marvin Williams should be over him for sure. So well, I, I have so Ursan. I, I have Wes. You have Matthew six. So I also have Matthew six, but I had Ursan seventh. I know what you mean. It, he's kind of disappeared, but I still think he's the most reliable big man off the bench. Um, I guess you could debate that with Robin Lopez. But Matthews, I put six. Just his defense, They're the he's the one they stick on. LeBron, they stick on Kawhi. I think that is just something that uh, no one else can quite bring is that same level of we're going to stick you on the best player. Okay. For the other team so you want to know where my wesley matthews is mm-hmm. wesley matthews is 13th for me wow his defensive rating is, is one of the worst on the team dj wilson's ahead of him kyle corver's ahead of him the guys that don't play minutes but yeah the guys that don't play minutes so okay and he's last then he's last over corver corver's over him hill i'm just saying Lopez, if you give Connaughton, if you, if you give all those guys matthews minutes they're gonna be terrible in defensive rating no, and I'm, and the fact that Corver is a defensive liability. Sure, but now Matthews is. Matthews is the lowest on the team. That's because he they, they played in the same amount of games. They put him on the super. Corver has played in forty-seven games. Matthews is playing fifty-five. It's but not that much of a. But they're not putting Corver. Like so, if they're walk, if they're playing the Lakers, they're not putting Corver on LeBron. Yeah, but they no, won't put Matthews on LeBron. So I just think gets, uh, I felt like he was going to more be an offensive threat, and I feel like he's not making shots. I do find when he it weird to. that I, I do find it weird that he like never drives to the hole. He exclusively shoots threes, pretty much. But he's shooting thirty-seven and a half percent from three. Yeah, that's better than Bledsoe, better than Divincenzo, better than most of the other bench guys. But crunch time, you're going to see Hill in there and not Matthews. Sometimes. Yeah, I think you'd rather have. And I think you're seeing Williams in there more than Matthews. I think the team defense is good enough that you want Hill's offensive versatility in there. But Matthews, his defensive rating gets hurt because he That's guards true. all yeah. like all star okay. players every night. And maybe I need to just realize that more. But it's just I get frustrated at times. I guess. Hey man, your but. list is your list. Oh yeah, you do. You so he's thirteen. Yeah. I mean, you have Ilyasova at twelve. So I do. It's a difference of opinion. So where are we at? That kind of covered now? six. They're at seven. Seven. Well, we're kind of just getting to bunches of players we sure. talk about. That's fine. Who did you have seven? Uh, I think at this point, I'm uh, being the guy that I am. I went the big guy, Robin Lopez. Mm. But it was it was a toss up between Dante and Lopez. I I go Dante all the way. I think Dante could be higher on my list even the way he's played lately. That's I think he's true. played really big minutes. Uh, with guys being out here and there, he's just got the defensive attitude to be out there, and he makes shots when he has to. He's very athletic. I think he's going to fill that quote-unquote Brogdon shoe very well next year. Like next mm-hmm. year, I think yeah. he could have a huge jump offensively, Agreed. and you could get rid of some guys on this team and count on Dante. So I go Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah, I was a little nervous. We were talking again with a coworker, and we were a little nervous coming out of like summer league where he didn't play. Yeah. Like, what are you going to get out of him after he basically set out for most of his rookie season? And I was pleasantly surprised, like, what he's actually turned out to be. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, going over him, him over Brogdon, I think that was the big thing for them. I think yeah. trusting him to kind of take those shoes, especially with Hill being older, 
I think Hill will be gone. So now you got to have Dante really step up next year for sure. Yeah, he's actually sixth on the team in minutes. His minutes have been going up. He leads the team in steals per He's game. first off the bench for sure. Yeah. Um, I had him number eight just behind Ursan. But yeah, he's a guy who, given how young he still is too, you have pretty high hopes he can be like a real solid piece of the Bucks going forward. Okay, so now we kind of get into the bottom guys. Not yeah. really the bottom guys. And you but mentioned, so my big thing about Robin. Yeah, was, you mentioned I, Robin. Yeah, Robin. Yeah, Where yeah, do you have Robin, true. Pete? I have Robin at ten. He's not I that far away. Ten. So I think I think he lacked the minutes early in the season. I think he's been counted on lately, and he's been hitting big shots lately. So recency bias. I think he's higher than ten on my list. Um, but just now, just looking over the whole season, as I think ten is a fair ranking for him. Yeah. I just like a big guy that you can kind of throw on, and he takes the beating off of oh, both God, his yeah. brother and Giannis. Like you basically, if you have any sort of big. You can just throw him down there, and he and he does like the big man minutes. And I mean, his shot is sweet now. It is for uh, yeah. That's the uh, the biggest compliment I can give him is he's done a great job of tailoring his game to our offense because he was oh, never yeah. much of a three point shooter, and he's shooting. Well, he shot like two three pointers before. Right? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's already like blowing by his career high this year, but he's shooting thirty three percent. He's shooting better actually than Brooke. For a guy who never really took threes and developing it late in his career, yeah, he shot uh, eleven three point. Oh no, not eleven, but made eleven three pointers before this season. Yeah, so he, he shot is, fourteen three pointers in almost eight, 18. He's, in eighteen and nineteen. He shot thirty one three pointers. So now he's already shot eighty eight. This season, he's shot yeah. eighty eight three pointers. Yeah, so which it's is like crazy. Completely. And yeah, thirty three percent. That's perfect for a big man. Yeah, that's respectable. And like Andy said, he's a good guy to throw in there that you know can be big and physical. And and you don't lack defense when Brooke close. Brooke, I think that's a big thing that's going to make a difference in the playoffs is when you take Brooke out, you have Robin, who is just as equal defensively. Right. And he's maybe even more physical than Brooke, I would think. He would he will bang around and make it tougher and Embiid and, and all those type of guys. He's more of your standard big versus like yeah. more of a stretch five. Yep. Yeah. Well, eight, eight, my eight, nine, ten are Pat Connaughton at eight. I have Marvin Williams and then Robin Lopez. So maybe Pat's a little bit higher. I, I kind of based off of only five games. I think for my or six, seven games now, I believe it's kind of hard for me to judge him as a buck. Um, but he has made a huge difference. I probably should have him have him higher. And I think by the end of the season, I think he'll be almost top five for me because I think he's just going to make a huge difference. Um, Pat, I think just he's like a DiVincenzo where he just makes all the hustle plays and he just does everything right when he need what he needs. He does what he needs to do as that player. I think he just makes he gives you that energy surge when you need it for sure. And he defensively, I think he's very good. He's he's got he, he'll dive all over. I mean, I just yeah. think he'll get dirty for you. <laughs> so that's just my reasoning. And then Robin will finish the kind of podcast, Pete. Yeah, sorry, we're good. Yeah. Uh- my eight, nine, ten. I had DiVincenzo eight, Marvin Williams nine, Robin Lopez ten. Williams is kind of hard, small sample size, but right. I like him so far as that wing defender. And then you mentioned Connaughton. I have him twelve, just because this team's so deep. Uh, yeah, it's hard. But, this is where it gets hard because you got a lot of guys are similar. But I do like he is our best like energy guy when we want that spark off the bench. Like that's definitely he can get hot from three for sure. Yeah, he just. 
threw one from Curryland, I think, and he made it from in one of the games. But and he can be in the dunk contest. Yeah. What a skill set! <laughs> so I think I won. I think Robin, Marvin, and then Corver. Yeah, Corver's tough because he's been out for so long. But I just feel like like I what do you need for the a- team in that in that type of role come playoff time is what you're going to kind of need. That's where kind of like my rankings went a little bit different than some of yours. If you're doing basically based on athleticism and, and ranking wise, like obviously Pat's going to be higher than those yeah. guys. But um, I think the interchangeable role of Hill, Pat, Dante are kind of all those type of yeah. the same guy. Mm-hmm. And Corver, he's shooting 40% from three, just like he always does. I had him uh, right after Robin Lopez and before Connaughton on my list. It's kind of hard to rank him, but... He's a veteran guy you like in a playoff game. I'd For feel sure. good putting him out there. Even what he's meant to like the team in general, like how he's kind of been that leader, like that's veteran leadership and also just basically another shooting coach essentially mm-hmm. on the team that, that the team can kind of bounce ideas off and, and learn from. 11, I have Corver. 12, Brown. Of course, my 13 you guys hate, which is Wesley Matthews, which <laughs> I feel bad now when you guys bring that stuff up. I forget that he covers the best. But that's those are my guys, and then of course the last two, Anadakumpo and DJ Brown, kind of lumped in one for me. You don't think Thanasis should be higher? I think statistically, if he played more, I think he might. No, be not better. nothing to do with. No, right. Can I ask you who, D- <laughs> who DJ Brown is? Dude, I say DJ Brown. Mm-hmm. You haven't heard of him? He's Sterling DJ Wilson's Brown. He's brother. playing. He's playing at <laughs> the. He's playing at the new, uh, the new concert place in Union Grove. DJ Brown. So if I, wanted, if I wanted to be like a Skip Bayless, I thought about putting Thanasis like number six, just because what if he helps Giannis stay here by having him around? Hey, right. Then what's his value to the team? His per number is 13.7, so he's almost a league average. Just got to say that. DJ Wilson's the new Christian Wood, and he's dead last to me. Um, oh, man. Well, if we go out to full 17... Should we all run through our list just quick? I sure. know it's kind of a jumble. Yeah, yes. no, that's fine. Go ahead. Uh, I got Giannis 1, Middleton 2, Bledsoe 3, Brook Lopez 4, George Hill 5, Wesley Matthews 6, Ursan 7, DiVincenzo 8, Marvin Williams 9, Robin Lopez 10, Corver 11, Connaughton 12, Thanasis 13, because of that reason. <laughs> then I have Sterling Brown 14, DJ Wilson 15, and I did take it all the way out. Who do you think I have higher, Frank Mason or Cam Reynolds? Frank Mason. You're right, because I remember him in college. I have no idea who Cam Reynolds <laughs> is. Frank Mason was player of the year for Kansas a few years go. back. So that's my rankings. Perfect. So I have uh, Giannis, Cash Money. I have Bledsoe. Number four is George Hill. Five, Brooke Lopez. Six is Urse. Seven is the Big Ragu. Eight is Planet Pat. Nine is Marvin Williams. Ten is Rolo. Eleven, Corver. Twelve, Sterling Brown. Thirteen, West. Fourteen, Thanathith. Fifteen, DJ Wilson. And I don't care about the other guys. Cam Reynolds and Frankie Mace. Yeah, my note on Cam Reynolds. You know, don't remember. At least I, at least I remember <laughs> their nicknames. Yeah. All right, so I have one Giannis, two Cash, three would be Bledsoe. Four Hill. Or no, four I had uh Brooke. Four you had Brooke, yeah. Yeah. Five Hill. Six is Wes. 
7 Dante 8 Robin Lopez 9 Marvin Williams 10 Corber 11 Pat Connaughton 12 Ursan 13 Brown I did 14 for the similar reason to Mike like hey let's keep him on the roster Thanasis and then it's a bunch of jumbled mess so you could talk about it. I have DJ Wilson last just because he's a crybaby this year one thing I did write down for Sterling Brown and DJ Wilson is, do you think on another team those guys could be rotation guys? I mean, we're so deep. Oh, yeah. Because, like, Sterling Brown, Definitely. I feel like, plays well when he's out there. It's just there's not minutes I for think, him. Well, I think a big thing with this team is if you don't play good defense, you're not playing. Yeah, that's and true. Recently, recently, too, if you're not playing defense, you're not playing. Mm-hmm. You guys a little bit surprised that they kept Cam Reynolds and let go of Dragon Bender? A little bit. Like, it just seems like Bender is one of those guys. I think it comes down to money. Well, seven foot twenty-two. Like, yeah, like age and just like the talent ceiling. ceiling that I don't yeah. know. He's immediately signed by Golden State. Mm-hmm. Good luck with him. Not gonna help unless like Cam Reynolds is just a better body to throw in there in practice for whatever to beat up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you need a guard to beat up. I suppose we'll sign him. Good rankings, fellas. Good I job, think, guys. I think we did a good job, except for Wesley Matthews. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, no, well, it's okay. I go by my stats. Yeah, you're just on the record. I'm yeah. glad we got argument over Chris Middleton and Giannis. Mm-hmm. I just wanted something to happen. Well, it's fine. I mean, you're just on the record. You hate Wes Matthews. You know, Mar- Marquette. Chris, Chris Middleton's way better than Giannis. Marquette alum. Mar- yeah, Marquette grad. You I'm know, not, I hate Marquette. Local guy. You I hate that. Go Badgers. And, uh, yeah, you also hate Giannis. So yeah, I hate Giannis. Pete's team, Connaughton and Middleton, that's going to win us a title. Wesley Matthews and Giannis can go. I want, <laughs> I want DJ Wilson starting. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's wrap up the podcast. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Wait, we got what you watching? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. That's what I said. Let's okay, wrap up the sorry, podcast right. by talking about mm-hmm. what you're watching. So I just wanted to kind of bring this up because Oscar season's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2020 is like three weeks ago yeah yeah well when i wrote that it was <laughs> earlier um i thought we'd get together literally no it has was, nothing to do with the oscar season season to be honest honestly i was really interested that you put this as a as a thing because mike doesn't watch anything mm-hmm. well, he does so That's i true. i brought it up because i just recently of course last year late last year went and watched every single star wars thing possible which was great, and now I got to watch Clone Wars season seven. Did which, you also do the Marvel, like the Marvel movies? That's where I was getting to. Ooh, so jump the gun. Sorry. I watched. I just recently watched. Finished. I finished the Spider-Man Far From Home, which was the last is the last Marvel movie in chronological order. So when you watch these movies, they all came out at different times. It kind of was jumbled, but when you watch it in chronological order, Marvel wise. I have a really good appreciation for what they did and the kind of consistency they had mm-hmm. in all these movies and keeping all these kind of stories together. And it was really pretty amazing. Yeah, something that DC something comics that can never do. DC can never do, for yeah. sure. So I have to give props to Marvel and Stan Lee. Like, I, that guy was a genius. And again, every time I watch Endgame, spoiler alert, I cry when Iron Man dies literally cry a crying tears like it makes me so sad because it's like a tribute to stan lee also because iron man mm-hmm. was the first kind of big marvel movie that came out and uh i don't know iron man was just he's like that batman rich guy with money so would you say so, like stan lee is like the better version of george lucas not as crazy 
Yeah, you could you could probably yeah. say that. Like, like, <laughs> His not, ideas like a little not bit a better. Dick. Like played along, helped. Yeah, every everybody just cameo raved, smiled, raved about how like what a great guy Stanley was. He's like the most likable guy in, yeah. in nerd culture. Sure, but yeah, no. If you if you have the time to go and watch chronologically what the Marvel movies are, the, like Captain America, Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel, and so on, uh, do it. Mm-hmm. It was great. I really loved it. Anyway, and my favorite Marvel hero, because you guys mm-hmm. seem like you really want to know that. I actually am curious. Cause I, my well, favorite, now that you went through all that effort, we got to have something. Yeah, so my f- my favorite Marvel hero, which didn't change from, from before these movies, is Drax from Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy because of how hilarious he is mm-hmm. and how much he can just just kick butt and not die. He reminds me of Hulk, but just a fun, really <laughs> yeah. funny Hulk. So a goofy. I don't know. Hulk, I just yeah. think, I think a WWE wrestler... Was perfect for that, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, Bautista, I, does Bautista a did a fantastic yeah. job. So I, he just sold me on that. But Guardians of the Galaxy is probably my favorite movies out of all of them. I just think they they got the eighties vibe and seventies eighties. Yeah, the tone of it is all just yeah. fun. And it's just and, fun. Yeah, it's the music, cool. everything. Yeah. So I have a feeling I want to hear about all. The so I'm not wait. I'm not whoa, watching that anymore. Whoa, so I got to figure something out. So I need you guys to help me. So what do I need to watch? So I really. Can we save Mike's stuff for last? Because I'm really mm-hmm. interested because he's not yeah. really a TV movie guy that much. Not so me. I'm kind of yeah. interested to hear what he has to say. I, I can watch a lot of movies over and over again. And, and I went to a lot of different movies towards the end of the year and recently. So I kind of want to see if I go toe-to-toe with some of the stuff that Mike saw. But I watch a lot of TV. And that's kind of what we alluded to before with what you're kind of vice is. And you guys have moved into more gaming. And mm-hmm. I just sit and watch random netflix stuff and the documentaries are crazy watched the aaron hernandez one that was freaking nuts but the latest one is love is blind yeah i've heard of this so the premise of it is was this the story of the song hello no sing it for us hello <laughs> is it me <laughs> is it me you're looking for you ever watched that mu- music video I, I don't not. think so. Oh God, you should watch it. It's basically a teacher hitting on a blind woman. Go ahead. <laughs> great, great. It's, well, it's probably just as good as this. So the premise is that love is blind. They want to do a, it's an experiment to see. They put couples, they split them kind of like big brother style where like the, the women are in this one area and the guys are in the other and they have these blind dates in rooms where they're <laughs> soundproofed, but you oh, can't God. see each other. All you can do is talk to one another. And you have 10 days to figure out if you find your soulmate love of your life and propose to them. Oh, God. So the premise is they propose, and then there's these, these like handful of couples that make it, and then they have 30 days to plan their wedding. They get to go to a, like a basically a honeymoon type of thing. They go to a, a tropical island or Cancun or whatever else in this resort. They hang out or whatever, and then they get moved all they moved all the couples to an apartment complex in Atlanta and live together whatever else and plan their wedding and then they get to their actual wedding day and to see if they still say I do it's freaking awesome so so Monica started watching this mm-hmm. and I'm like <laughs> exactly and I thought great mindless background noise I can mm-hmm. do whatever I need to do yeah. and I got hooked on this series like you wouldn't believe 
So is, it, is it like my addiction to masked singer now? Like I'm, Kelly I'm on that was too. watching it. I'm and on I'm that like, too. God, who is that? I know. Why it, am I watching cool. this what, stupid show? Was that one guy, Rob Gronkowski? Remember after the Super Bowl? Was it Bowl? him? Yeah, it, they haven't been on Bill. He, he, oh. he, he made it to the final three. On? He made it to the final three. So they've made it to the they, final three. No, they they each. Oh, they, in his they group. have groups his of group. A, B, and C, and the final three from each get to go to the finals. So he made it to the. I didn't but we watched a few minutes after the Super Bowl, and we're all like, "That cheesy dancing." Yeah, we're like, "That all seems like." But he did like the last the last performance he had. There was portions where it sounded like the rock but rock i don't know well, it could be well, i've got a question about your show love is blind so at what point like how far into the like season do they actually do the reveal where you see the person so when you propose the next day they meet and, and say hello so after that you. so after that yeah there's still and from that on like everybody does that and then they're whisked away to Cancun. Because what I'm curious about is maybe I'll just have to look up that part is there has to at least been a couple people who looked horrified, right? <laughs> like there had to be. Well, the way that the series was made up is the good looking people all made it to continue on. Oh. So there was no like shocked. There was a lot of drama though. It was hilarious. I was expecting one or two just like. Well, what's interesting Try is you try to fake a smile. Like, well, like, oh. well, like everything else, like the way you do it, you like pick your favorite couples and then you're rooting for them. Mm. It's so stupid, but I got so hooked. So if you're, I don't know if, if <laughs> I can't for those of you who are actually listening and if your wife or your significant other or yeah. friend says like, Hey, let's watch this. I feel like you won't be disappointed guy, girl, whatever. I think you'll, you'll definitely be. So funny. it kind of reminds me of the Netflix show. I forget what it's called, but it's basically you're in this social kind of aspect you're in your own like apartment and all you do is you can chat with people randomly it's like a, almost like a texting voice chat but you can you can either be yourself or you can catfish mm. <laughs> my wife loved that show but some people would act like their sister so they would talk but it you know it, it was just texting back and forth so I don't know. Weird. What if we came from? We went from American Choppers to freaking Love Is Blind. What the hell's going on? (laughs) I know it's just nuts. Turn out damn reality TV is just getting crazy. We're tearing out bars. Americans are stupid. (laughs) What the hell's going on right now? Not even Americans. Like as as Mike was alluding to, we're tearing out bars, putting retro gaming systems. No, we're going crazy. We're going from superhero movies to dating shows. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, I I dig it. I'm sorry. So I can't watch it. My I'm thing not is, watch uh, it. I'm not, I can't watch that. Well, this is, so, Net, so well, Netflix, like they did a three week, it was a three week series where they would release certain pieces for three weeks. And it got to the point where like my wife and I were like violently angry at Netflix. Cause the cliffhanger <laughs> for the last, the last episode with all the weddings to see who like says I do or whatever else was the third week. I think that is just going to become the norm for shows now is to, so angry because, so you guys are lucky now because they're all out yeah that's, that's all disney plus's fault because otherwise right it's the right it's the right model though otherwise show, have to. shows get lost too Correct. easily and everyone binge watching them you need to keep like game of thrones style keep people talking about the show for two months so i think it makes sense to what's gonna stink like is like when they actually like shows that we like when they start to do that now yeah. it's gonna be annoying because uh, then i can't stay up to like five in the morning just watching <laughs> okay I watch Impractical Jokers. I need something else. Mike? Well, so I watched... 
I watched, I showed you one of well these played. movies. I'm not watching well, your crap. I showed kidding. you one of the movies on my list. Uh, I watched five movies that were nominated for Best Picture. It's the most into movies, like Best Picture movies I've been like in forever. And I loved all five movies. Um, the five I Did saw, you see Parasite? Yes. I have, I want to watch that. What's that? I'm afraid to watch it. Is it worth watching? What, yes, what is I, it? What's I actually it about? own it. Um, Help me out. I've never, about, heard, I haven't heard about that. I'm a big movie guy. It's a Korean movie. One. It won Best Korean Picture. Movie. Yes, so it's subtitles. Uh, where, the, where the guy couldn't speak a lick of English, man, but he said he's going to go me. drinking. He's going to drink till the sun oh, comes up. Okay, that's that guy who won. And he did. Only English he knew. So there's I, like pictures all over the place of him just drinking with his Oscar, right? So I love that guy. Okay, because he directed a little movie called Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. The same guy. I know that one. The same guy who directed Snowpiercer. Won an Oscar, Just won an Oscar. For, for Best Picture. It's about classism. It's basically a poor family starts taking advantage of a rich family uh, and just financially take advantage of them. Yeah. And it's kind of how they are deceiving the rich family. And then it's also about, how, well, the rich family, are they benefiting from the labor of the poor and take it for granted? It's it's definitely got a message about classism. It can be kind of heavy handed, but it's got an awesome, like kind of twist in the middle. You yeah. just have to see it. All right. I'll check it out. Definitely put it on the queue. I'll check it out. But, That's over. Love is blind. <laughs> um, I'll run through these real <laughs> Sorry, quick. Then. I'm going to laugh in the next episode. We talk about like, dude, I watched that. I'm, I'm probably going to actually watch I, it. two of these I movies, two I'll of these movies. It. I watched at your house, Pete. I'm going to realize the one you're going to list. I'm going to just I suggest everybody watches that first movie. one. Irishman. Yeah. I like that one. I'm a huge fan of all those guys. Goodfellas is my favorite yeah, movie ever. So no. this was kind of like a fun goodbye. To and that's a three and I'm, a half hour movie. Yeah. So you got to be ready for it. So I can never remember. Do you watch or do you listen to Bill Simmons? No, I don't. You you and I yeah. do. That's We, mm-hmm. we both share that, that passion for podcasting as Bill Simmons. But I have, I, I'm I, in the same. Lem, wait. I have no passion for podcasts except for ours. Well, that's very good. I okay. appreciate that. <laughs> I'm in the same boat with him. I didn't like it the first time I watched it and love it. Second, the second time yeah it, i i think i knew do need to watch it again but a lot of people were so upset about the whole age progression it, thing i don't okay. that don't bother i thought me. it was a little distracting at first you get used I, to it i think it's it's a movie that's got a couple flaws but i enjoyed it just because it's all my favorite people um once upon a time in hollywood did you see that one yes. that one i i thought that was pretty good yeah i heard that didn't a lot of people didn't like that it one. was like the year of like the three and a half our movies oh yeah yeah it's long um it's great acting though and then quentin tarantino just um rewrites history for the end he does it's all set during the manson murders but he just comes up with his own ending i love that about him um 1917 i saw yes. that i thought that should have won best picture that movie was unbelievable absolutely unbelievable it was one of those movies where you watch it. You went to the theater, mm-hmm. right? All right. So, it's one of those movies in the theater. You kind of look at. I went with a buddy, and like you look at next to him, and you're like, "This is uncomfortable." Yeah. Because you're like living the life, just the way they shot it. It all feels like one shot, and you feel like you're with the two guys going on this like mission, like almost suicide mission. How dangerous it is, and like yeah, you feel tense. I found myself like feeling tense the entire movie i'm like scanning the background looking for like is it gonna be gunfire coming and right and then the, yeah like, like by the end of it, it it was like emotionally exhausting like so the plane scene that were you in there like run why are you yeah. running forward run 
serpentine like get out of the way <laughs> the place is the way it is though yeah. like you're in that situation i bet you it's just like you don't know what to do you don't think it's it certainly kind of gave me even a new appreciation for what soldiers actually go through just the way the movie ends like i felt like i was like emotionally spent and like tearing up just seeing like the guy when he at the end of the movie so yeah that movie is I feel bad for the one guy it's like he was yeah like the heart of gold if you will mm-hmm yeah, I mean, yeah. Never, never pays off. And that, that, and that, that is a movie I do want to see because uh, forget the tank movie. What is it called with Brad Pitt? Oh, um. But that it kind of reminds me of that. It's yeah. almost it feels like one shot. So I, I like those what kind of movies. movies. Called. Yeah, with, with the beef, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um. Before then, is that before he went crazy? Yeah. All right. Uh, and then Fury, the, isn't it? <laughs> Fury, the, yes, Fury. That's the what it's last called. movie to touch on is. Maybe my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, this is the one I want you to mention. Jojo Glad you saved it for last. Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Uh, it is. It it's hard. You're laughing. Yes, but it, you shouldn't be laughing. But no. it is funny. It's impossible to explain to people and not sound like it's just crazy. Just watch like, the trailer. Yeah. All right. So I've never heard of it. Tell me about it. It's it's a comedy set in Nazi Germany. <laughs> In 1945. Yep, doing it. Is this a Mel Brooks movie? Because that's what it It sounds like. It does feel like a Mel Brooks movie. It's it's a Taiko Watiti who did Thor Ragnarok. He plays Hitler. The little German boy has an imaginary friend, and it's imaginary Hitler. But the whole movie is done like absurd, like an SNL sketch of like this is what they actually believe. They were so brainwashed, they believed. The craziest stuff is true, and you just have to see it. Yeah, because Rebel Wilson and Sam Rockwell are both so funny. I agree. It. There's really no way to explain it yeah. because you you hear like kids in Nazi Germany, you know, like all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's so good. Like we were crying laughing, <laughs> yes. but then you're like, oh no, like it's so there's horrible. some horrible horrible parts because it's it's true to Nazi yeah. Germany, like that part of time it's not just like a ridiculous movie it's really good yeah it's, it's really it's good. historically kind of accurate while also feeling like an snl sketch yeah it's awesome it sheds some light on it a little bit but so i do have three other movies that i recommend you guys yeah. taking a look at one good boys if you haven't actually watched that that's fantastic yeah i've heard it's kind of like um it's the one um, that's rated r but none of the kids that play in it are allowed to even oh, go see their own the, movie yeah okay so I heard it's I, as, like, a, as um, a father right around that age yeah. I, you I might like Pete that. You really need to see I, it. I it might, <laughs> you would really enjoy it. I won't, I, won't it tell, I won't tell the story of what just happened. But no. I, I, I heard relive. it's uh, kind of like super bad for middle school kids. Like for sure. Day, yeah. Just to know, like, you can put yourself. Like, there, there's multiple parts where I'm like, I can put myself right back into that same piece. We've, where we've you been just there did. before. It was so awesome. I've <laughs> yeah. been there before. Um, Knives Out. Yeah, I've heard That was good a good one. Too. That's the clue kind of thing. Correct. Right? Um, that's one of the ones that you can only watch once just because mm-hmm. there's a really good cliffhanger and twist in it naturally based on the, the type of movie it is. So once you figure it out, it's kind of the rest of the movie stupid if you know what's happening. Yeah. And the last one, which I'm sorry, so you didn't actually go see, Pete and I touched on a little bit, but Uncut Gems, like the Adam Sandler I, movie. I need to see that too. Yeah, that's on my list. of. As soon as that comes out, that should be the first thing you I go think, get. I think, I think because it. of that movie and him not winning an award, I can't wait for his next movie, which is going to be the worst movie ever, which he promised he on Howard it. Stern. So, uh, yeah. I'm Even pretty, if we have a viewing pretty, party together and watch that, I would, yeah, I, I, I would like best. to do that for sure. Well, let's do that. QTR at the movies. It's, it's also one of those ones where like the whole movie – 
the way they shot it and the way the scenes are they're you're just on full tilt the yeah. whole movie i think um our friend nick described it as like the most uncomfortable he's felt at a movie ever for yeah like, and it doesn't end the way that it ends you're just like i don't like this he's sweating <laughs> oh so bad but good so so the one movie i did see this new year i guess was is the new jumanji movie um, when that comes out, I'm going to watch that like 40 times. It, I was crying laughing. My daughter was pissed off at me. She's like, Dad, stop laughing. I was, that, I was that old man. She's like, at that age where you're embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. You were like belly laughing. At the theater, right? Yes, yeah. at the theater. I can just picture laughing. you like popcorn falling out of your mouth. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she just looks horrified. I was like just Jabba the Hutt. flying. Yeah, it's not even totally out of his mouth. like just Jabba like, the Hutt laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Handfuls of Brid, popcorn. Brid, did you see that? <laughs> yeah. I, I did say that one. Did you I swear, it? I said, I said that one thing. Brid, did you see that? And she's like, "Damn, knock it off." Uh, that's great. I was crying laughing in that movie. <laughs> I didn't stop laughing in that movie. That's the perfect. I think it's just me getting older. Everything just makes. That's me laugh. the most perfect dad story ever. Is yeah, embarrassing your daughter. My daughter movies. has hit a <laughs> certain age. Not even intentional age. at the time. Yeah. She has hit a certain age that everything. I embarrass her for everything. I can't talk to her. We anymore. all know why. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Don't ever change. No. I won't. I won't. It feels good to be back, guys. Yeah. I will say. I mean, I enjoyed our last episode of 2020. Yeah, I can't wait to do the... <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know our podcast is named Questionable Return, but we took I mean, that we've literally. We've up to the name. This was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do another episode in July. <laughs> <laughs> We're unavailable in July. A lot of baseball coming up. We're hoping to have a surprise baseball guest coming yeah. up. So there's a lot of talk. He has a lot of opinions about the whole Astros thing, mm. and, he, and he has plenty to say. So yes, I'm very curious to hear. Yeah, pretty excited for that one. Someone's a teaser for there. Yeah, someone's opinion who's maybe played a little major league baseball. So a little teaser for the future, though. This might be the QTR Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. BSing with Scooter and McBee who keep uh, yelling at us I feel, various I, I stuff. I feel like we push the, the podcasting network on them to crickets. <laughs> but Jokes yeah. on them, we have all control of their There's podcast. that, there's that. I mean, that's if you haven't listened to BSing with Scooter and McBee, um, they talk about kids, youth sports, and you can grow a lot, but they also talk about just youth sports in general and some funny stuff here and there, Wisconsin-based for sure. So if you ever want to take a listen to them I once in a while they a make a bad decision and have one of us on yep Ooh. i don't wish that on anyone no i do have to give props to my co-worker adam he uh fixed our podcast on his little network that he listens to i don't know i forget the name of it but he actually sent an email saying i can't get the podcast so because we were off there for a while so he did get it fixed for us i gotta give him props that's good because our uh never mind i'm going to do it <laughs> But if no, you find us in the streets, you can ask us for that story. <laughs> a lot of fun. I really enjoyed being back in the dungeon with you fellas. Yeah. It's been too long. Adios. Oh, are we done? <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at Q2Return and Instagram at QuestionableToReturn. You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash QuestionableToReturn. Follow each of the guys on Twitter. For Andy, at Andy, the number 9, M-A-N. Mike, at Mike R. Daily. 
and Pete at P Cozy with a K Junior Jr. Please consider giving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know. I got nothing. Nothing more. Good. Good. Did you see? You didn't say your goodbye, everybody. Andy said it for me. Oh. I said adios. I don't know what that means. I don't either. I think it's goodbye in German. I think it's from uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> you must kill everything you see for Hitler. Rebel Wilson. What was the one line? The kid. The kid at the Whoa, end of Rebel the Rebel Wilson's in this? Yes. Yeah. That was. Yes. <laughs>